Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 11th, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word. I believe that this is a season for us to level up. I believe the Father has declared new levels over this season. That means that the grace of God is available for us to level up, to make progress in every area, every facet, every aspect of our lives. But if we want what God has already provided, we have to provide it faith. So our faith taps into God's grace, and then we lay hold of what God is declaring for this season. Well, one of the ways that we're going to level up is leveling up with the word. We're going to go back. We're recommitting ourselves to the word of God. And in this season, I've been teaching this series and I thank God for it. I appreciate it. People are really enjoying it. We've been studying the parable of the soul. We're getting into the word and teaching us to reminding ourselves to get back to the word. And so it's with the word of God. We're going to meditate and meditate on God's word day and night in this season. We're going to get the word down in our heart. We're going to keep it right before our eyes. We're going to make sure that it's proceeding from out of our mouths. Joshua 1 and 8 says, this is the formula for success. This book of the law shall not depart from out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. So it's in your mouth, it's in your mind, and this, it needs to be in your methods that you may observe to do all that is written therein, for then you will make your own way prosperous and you will have good success. Why? Because you are walking in accordance with the word of God. If you want to level up this year, you are going to have to level up with the word. All right, so that said, I've been teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word from the Parable of the Soul, and we're going to go back to the Parable of the Soul this morning, but before I get into the message, I want to share somewhat of a, a quick little personal testimony. So for those of you that follow me on social media, you see that uh, I, I announced yesterday that I have a book coming out. My very first book is coming out and uh, I'm going to release it on June 26th. And uh, I'm, man, I'm excited about this thing. So listen, I've been writing, obviously I've been doing today's word for 24 years, uh, but I've been ministering for 25 years. I've been preaching the gospel for 25 years ministering, sharing the word, pouring my heart out, pouring my life out for other people. And it was prophesied over me 25 years ago, Bishop Richard B. Peoples uh, in, in Hepzibah, Georgia. We were in um, all night prayer. And back then, all night prayer me meant all night prayer. Like we prayed all night. And so, so anyway, I was in all night prayer and, and uh, uh, Pastor Peoples, Bishop Peoples came over to me and the Lord, he laid his hands on me. And the Lord prophesied that there were, there were so many books in me and that, that the Lord would release these books at just the right time. And so I've been praying about that for 25 years. I mean, like, so I've known that this is in me and, and it's, you know, and I'm like, okay, Lord, I, whenever you, whenever you ready, you know, when you're ready, I'm ready. And, uh, but the Lord was like, no, no, no. And so all of these years, and then this year, this season of leveling up, the Lord was like, now. Nah. Take the, take the series that I, that I taught on leveling up in the beginning of the year. And I kind of framed all of that in a book. And this will be my first book. And it's the first of many, because now that the Lord gave me the green light, I'm about to go, right? So it's going to be the first of many and I'm going to release it. And I'm excited about it. I'm also going to be letting you guys know that I have a bunch of journals that are coming up leading up to this, right? So, uh, you'll see more, more stuff. Follow me on social media and you, you'll see kind of what I put out, but I'm excited about it. I got an outpour of love 
uh, last night when I put it on social media, so many people, it just reminded me of all the places that I've been. Like I ministered to people in Bosnia and Kuwait in Iraq and, you know, all over and Korea and uh, uh, all over the United States. I preached the gospel everywhere and I've been just giving out and pouring out and pouring out. And this is a season and I'm excited about it. So thank you. Thank you so much for your outpour of love. All right, I'm gonna get to the word. You ready? All right, I got it. All right, so let's get to the word. I'm going back to the parable of the sower. The title of today's message, let me get this out of your way. All right, so the title of today's message is humility is the key to prosperity. Humility is the key to prosperity. You got to remain humble so that you can experience God's best. Let's talk about it. So in the parable of the sower, Jesus said in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, the farmer is like someone who takes God's word as a seed and plants it down inside of people and where the soil. Now, sometimes the seed falls along the side of the road. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because their understanding is unfruitful, then Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. They quickly and gladly accept it. They high five their neighbor. They get super excited, but they don't allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, when trouble comes and persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. These are the people that hear the word of God, but their lives have become full of other things, the cares of this world, the love of money, everything else they want. And now these other things are weeds and the weeds grow up and choke out the word and it stops the word from working. Other people are like good ground. Say good ground. Oh, glory to God. Other people are like good ground. These are people that hear the word of God. They allow the word to do what it does. They clear their hearts out. They don't have competing priorities. And then the word produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. And you and I, we are after 100. Say amen to that. All right. So Uh, We've been studying this. I'm still on the whole thing with the thorny ground and dealing with the phrase, the love of money. And so we already looked at 1 Timothy 6 and 10, where it's the love of money. That's the root of all evil, not money, but the love of it. And so let me look at 1 Timothy today, not just 6 and 10, but 6, 17 through 19. Let me read this and then we're going to get into our points for this morning. So the Bible says, this is the Apostle Paul writing. He says now to his son, Timothy. Pastor Timothy, let me tell you something. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope or their confidence in their money or in their wealth, because wealth and money is uncertain. But they need to put their hope and their confidence in God, who gives us all things richly to enjoy. I already dealt with that. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous, to be always willing to share. In this way, they will lay up for themselves treasures uh, as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they will lay hold of the life that is real life, right? So if if they want real life, they got to see that life is bigger than just the material things of this world. But God is not saying get, you know, like those material things are bad. He's saying that you just got to have the right perspective. So humility is actually the key to prosperity. So what does this mean for you Today, I have two things to share with you on this Friday morning as we close out the week strong, head into the weekend strong. Two things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Two things. Number one, here we go. You ready? All right. Number one, remaining humble will keep you with the right perspective. If you want to have the right perspective in life, you got to remain humble. Say humble. You got to remain humble. So I just read for you 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19. Let me glean a few things from what the apostle Paul said. First thing he said was, listen, remain humble. It, 
it often seems like earthly riches fuel arrogance, right? So it's, it's almost like very rare to find someone who's rich and humble, right? So it's like earthly riches fuel arrogance, but God can do a great deal through someone who has the resources and is still humble and submitted unto him. So when you find somebody that's rich and humble, and being led by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, then this is somebody that can do great good in this world. See, the Paul also said, never put your hope or confidence in money. So the Bible is not against people having money, right? Actually, the contrary, because God has given, you know, if you look at the Bible, God made many people rich. But the Bible is against people putting their confidence or their hope in money. So if your confidence is in your checking account, then yeah, that's going to be a problem. You need to keep your confidence in God. Why is it going to be a problem? Paul went on to say, earthly riches are uncertain. Earthly riches are uncertain. Like, you know, so I'm not going to get into the whole thing of like uh, 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 global economics, right? Because, you know, there, you know, you can look at inflation and rates and things change and all of that. But you don't want to put your confidence in that. Your confidence needs to be in God. If you trust in money instead of trusting God, you're going to find out how uncertain your life can be. Your, your life can fall apart instantly when your confidence is in money instead of your confidence being in God. Paul also said, listen, be generous. He said, command those who are rich to do good, to do good deeds. If you want to be rich, be rich in good deeds, to be generous, to always be willing to share. So when God places something in your hands, he wants you to honor him with whatever he places in your hands, whatever he gives you oversight over, whatever he allows you to steward. You are a steward. The steward means that I am stewarding over whatever God places in my hands. It's not that, oh, I need to give God 10%. No, no. When I'm a steward, I acknowledge that 100% is God's. 100% is God's. Everything that I have came from God. Father, you are the Lord of my life and everything that I have came from you. Okay, now that I know that everything that I have came from you and I give you everything, right? And everything that I have came from you, now God gives it back to me and says, okay, now this is what I want you to do with it. And so then now, now that it gives it back to me, he's like, this is what I want you to do with it. This is how much you give. This is a tithe. Okay, got it. This is offering. Okay, got it. This is uh, sowing into ministry. I want you to support this ministry and this ministry and this ministry. Got it. This is giving to the poor. I want you to support these organizations because they're feeding the poor. Okay, got it. What else you want me to do? I want you, you know what I'm saying? So now, so God ministers seed for sowing. God ministers bread for eating. So there's a portion of what comes in that seed for sowing I'm supposed to sow. There's a portion of what comes in that is bread for eating. I'm supposed to eat it. I'm supposed to enjoy it. And so, yeah, God wants you to have both. God, he only gave you one life. And so God wants you to have seed for sowing. And then he multiplies the seed as you sow it. God wants you to have bread for eating. Let me say this about that. Um, so God will tell you, okay, this is how much you can keep. This is how much you can manage. This is how much you can give. This is how much, as long as you're led of the Holy spirit, he will tell you all these things. And, and, but I think a lot of times people focus on the seed for sowing and not the bread for eating. And let me say something about the bread for eating. When God says, okay, this is how much you sow tithe offering, sowing into ministry, giving to the poor. Got it. Boom, boom, boom. Every month I'm doing all these things. Got it? Yeah. Money's coming in. Money's going out. Money's coming in. Money's going out. The reason why the Dead Sea is a Dead Sea is because all of this water is coming into the Dead Sea, but there's no outlet. 
And so wherever things are coming in, but nothing's coming out, it's always dead. You don't want to have, you don't want to be dead as it relates to your finances. No, there's stuff coming in. There's stuff that needs to be going out. Okay. Now you're healthy when something's coming in, something's going out. Okay, Lord, uh, this is how much I need to sow in all these categories. I got it. All right. Now, now what do I do next? Okay. Well, now the rest is bread for eating. Oh, snap. Is it okay if I go on vacation? Yeah, it's okay. Is it okay if I buy this for my kids? Yeah, it's okay. Is it okay? You know, can I enjoy it? Yes, it's okay. Because if I don't, if I don't have the, the right attitude towards the bread for eating, then I'm not going to have the right attitude towards the seed for sowing. And so the reason, so God wants me to enjoy both. I can, the reason why the text said that he gives me all things richly to enjoy is because I should have joy even in my giving. So since I have joy in my giving, then I'm having joy in my receiving and my harvesting. I'm having joy in the seed for sowing, but I also have joy in the bread for eating. So when God says, Hey, this is the portion. Yeah. You could drive that car. I want you to enjoy it. I know you like it. I put that desire in your heart, drive the car and enjoy. don't love the car, but enjoy the car. Yeah. I enjoy my car, doggone it. When I'm in that thing, I put it in sports mode. Oh, glory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, you got seed for sowing, you got bread for eating and God wants you to enjoy both. You just got to be humble and have the right perspective. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, the purpose of your uh, of prosperity, the purpose of prosperity. I'm making, I just made this point, honestly, and I keep making this point, but I think it's, it's enough that I got to keep driving it home because this is really important. Paul said, listen, command those that be, that are rich. He didn't say if you're rich is bad. He said, no, just be rich in good deeds. Also be generous, be willing to share the Bible. Look at me. The Bible does not vilify money for whatever reason. Christians, churches have vilified money. Ooh, you know, those are earthly possessions. You are, you're, you're earthly minded. You're focused. What are you talking about? That don't, the Bible doesn't vilify money. Don't vilify it. The Bible makes it, if you read the Bible, you're going to see two things. One, well, you're going to see a lot of things, but I'm saying two things as it relates to this. Number one, you're going to see that God made a lot of people rich. And don't tell me that rich was spiritual. Yeah, I got it. Spiritual. But I'm talking about God made God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. By Genesis chapter 13, the Bible says he was rich in cattle and silver and gold. So don't come to me with that. So God makes lots of people rich in the Bible. And number two, God gives clear instructions to us on what to do with earthly resources. God wants us to be a steward. So he tells us what to do. He tells us he puts money in your hands and then he tells you what to do with the money that he places in your hands. So you can be a be a blessing to other people. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 10 through 20, I want you to read that later, but let me tell you, the Lord gave Moses instructions for the nation of Israel, and God told Moses to make sure you tell the people that they should never forget that I was the one who made them rich. God led them out of Egypt. God delivered them from slavery, but in the process, he made them go over to the to the Egyptians. And then God made the Egyptians give them gold and silver and precious stones, give them all their stuff. It was like, you're not going out empty handed. You leaving, you know, you're no longer going to be in slavery, but you're not going to leave empty handed. I want you to go over to the Egyptians and I'm going to move on their hearts for them to give you their money. And so they gave them the stuff. And so they walk out and now they're no longer slaves. And so now they're out there. And so they're in the wilderness and God is preparing them to bless them even more. God is preparing them to give them the land flowing with milk and honey. So now they have riches and God is about to give them property, God is about to give them land. And so in this context, the Lord says to Moses, say to 
the people and Moses stand up, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to produce wealth. And so by so doing, God confirms his covenant that he swore to our forefathers, to Abraham. To this day, God said he would bless us, that he would bless us to be a blessing. And so God is confirming his covenant, but we cannot forget that it was the Lord that made us rich. It's the Lord that gives us the power to produce wealth. Now, why in the world would God say that he gives you the power to produce wealth if wealth was bad? I mean, this doesn't make any sense to me. So it's not, the issue is not wealth being bad. The issue is your heart. If your heart is pure, your hands are clean, you can, God will put stuff in your hands. So, but you, what you have to do is accept the grace and the earthly responsibility, right? You have to accept the grace to do it. You, I know that people say, Oh, bro, Rick, Rick, uh, you guys talk a lot about money. First of all, I don't. I, if you if you listen, look at the body of work, I, I teach uh, on money very uh, a very small percentage of the time, but people just like to focus on whenever we mention money. Uh, oh, you guys talk about money a lot. No, 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 no. That's not the issue. People say, well, Rick, you don't understand. All I want is enough for me and my four and no more. I just want enough for me and my family. I just want enough for me and we're good. I don't need all of that. I, I just need a little bit for me. Okay, stop. That sounds, look at me, look at me. I know that sounds holy on the surface. I know that sounds, you know, righteous on the surface. All I need is enough to get by. Okay, that sounds holy on the surface. Here's the problem with that though. That's selfish. That's selfish. If all you want is enough for you and your family, that is selfish, doggone it. God wants you to have overflow of everything. More, more love than you need so you can minister love. More peace than you need so you can minister peace. More grace than you need so you can minister grace. And more money than you need so you can minister money. God wants you to have an abundance and overflow in every area. So Why? So that you could be a blessing to other people on this planet. You can't be a blessing. I already told you. You can't give what you don't have. You, you can't be a blessing to somebody else if you're struggling yourself. But when you have overflow in every area, then you can minister to other people in every area. So don't tell me that you just want enough for you. If you just want enough for you, then you're selfish. Then all you're thinking about is you. I'm about to go to the Dominican Republic. And, uh, and I'm going to the Dominican Republic to see what we're doing there. Well, we're giving into that project. We're giving into ministry. We're so a, a large percentage of, of what comes into my household leaves my household on a monthly basis. And, but, but here's the problem with that. The more that you give, doggone it, the more you give, the more God gives to you. So then the, once you prove to God that you are willing to honor him with whatever he places in your hands, then he will not withhold any good thing from you. And so then the more you have, the more you have to give. The more you have, the more you have to give. Here's a problem though. A lot of people don't want to deal with this. The more you have, the more you have to manage and the greater there will be a demand on your life for the stuff that you have. So you're going to get, you'll be that person like, you know, you'll be that person in the family that gets the phone call. Hey, such and such needs a Hey, hey, can I talk to you for a minute? Hey, can you send us some money? Hey, can you do this? I got it fine. Like whatever the Lord leads you to do, you just do it. And, and it doesn't matter if they weren't right. If It doesn't matter if they just call you when they need something. Listen, Whatever the Holy Spirit leads you to do, you do it because it's not your money anyway. None of it is yours. 100% of it is God's. But the more you have, the more you're going to have to manage and the greater demand that will be on you. But God, the same God who gave you the grace to get it, the same God will give you the grace to manage it, to steward over it. Say amen to that. All right. Let me close out the week with this point. The purpose of prosperity is evangelism. So God can give you money with a mission, prosperity with a purpose. Why? Because at the bottom, the bottom line is this, the world needs Jesus. That's it. 
The world needs Jesus, right? The Bible says, God has given us eternal life. This is 1 John 5, 11 and 12. God has given unto us eternal life. That life is in his son. His name is Jesus. He that has the son has life. He that has not the son of God has not life. Whenever I quote that, I say, what are your questions? At the end of the day, it's all about lifting up the name of Jesus, right? Making his name great and advancing his kingdom on this planet. Well, guess what? It takes money to do it. Even what I'm doing right now takes money. I got all kinds of equipment. I got lights and cameras and computers and, and, you know, internet and all this stuff. Yeah, it takes money to do it. It takes money to do it. So there's nothing wrong with you having the resources to fund kingdom projects all around the world so that we can leave a mark. See, this is why, you know why Satan, as I close, let me just say this. You know why Satan fights against it so much? You know why Satan really stirs up problems when it comes to money? Because he could care less if you love God and you're broke. Say, if you love God, but you don't have no money, then Satan is like, he ain't no threat. She ain't no threat. He could care less. But when you got Christian billionaires, come on now, when you got people that have resources that can actually do some stuff, then Satan is like, no, 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 I don't want that. And so Satan will do everything that he can to fight against this message. God wants you to have more than enough so you can be a blessing to advance the kingdom around the world. Say amen to that. But if you, but you got to remain humble. If you remain humble, there's nothing that God won't do through you. Let's close this message out, go into the weekend, declaring the word of God. I know this was good. You need to watch this again. All right, lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by making you my number one priority in every area of my life. You give me the power to get wealth. You favor the work of my hands. You grace me to succeed in every area. You cause me to increase supernaturally and naturally. And as you give me access, as I have more than enough, I am in a position to bless others out of my abundance. I declare that I have overflow. More than enough. Love. Peace, mercy, patience, and money. I am blessed to be a blessing. I am rich in good deeds. I tithe. I give offering. I fund ministry projects. And I give to the poor. As I'm led by your spirit. Therefore, your word teaches me. That I am laying up treasure in heaven. And for that. I give you praise. This is one of the reasons why I keep declaring greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up and get the messages. They're going to be a blessing to you. Listen, there's a subscribe button there. Put in your email address. I'm telling you, uh, you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I am going to uh, uh, attempt to do today's word from the Dominican Republic. Uh, the internet was not fast enough before I upgraded the internet. So pray with me that I just want everything to go well while I'm there so I can minister to you and continue this series and give you updates. Uh, I'm excited about the book, man. Thank you so much for all the outpour of love. I love you. God loves you more. 
And uh, as we go into this weekend, do me two favors. Go into the comments and leave me some comments in the chat if this has been a blessing to you. And then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing weekend. God bless you.